book three chapters one through four of three books concerning virgins by st ambrose translated by philip schaff this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one st ambrose now goes back to the address of liberius when he gave the veil to marcolina touching on the crowds pressing to the bridal feast of that spouse who feeds them all he passes on to the fitness of her profession on the day on which christ was born of a virgin and concludes with a fervent exhortation to love him inasmuch as i have digressed in what i have said in the two former books it is now time holy sister to reconsider those precepts of liberius of blessed memory which you used to talk over with me as the holier the man the more pleasing is his discourse for he when on the nativity of the saviour in the church of st peter you signified your profession of virginity by your change of attire and what day could be better than that on which the virgin received her child whilst many virgins were standing round and vying with each other for your companionship you said he my daughter have desired a good espousal you see how great a crowd has come together for the birthday of your spouse and none has gone away without food this is he who when invited to the marriage feast changed water into wine he too will confer the pure sacrament of virginity on you who before were subject to the vile elements of material nature this is he who fed four thousand in the wilderness with five loaves and two fishes he could have fed more if more had been there to be fed they would have been and now he has called many to your espousal but it is not now barley bread but the body from heaven which is supplied to-day indeed he was born after the manner of men of a virgin but was begotten of the father before all things resembling his mother in body his father in power only begotten on earth and only begotten in heaven god of god born of a virgin righteousness from the father power from the mighty one light of light not unequal to his father nor separated in power not confused by extension of the word or enlargement as though mingled with the father but distinguished from the father by virtue of his generation he is your brother without whom neither things in heaven nor things in the sea nor things on earth consist the good word of the father which was it is said in the beginning here you have his eternity and it is said the word was with god here you have his power undivided and inseparable from the father and the word was god here you have his unbegotten godhead for your faith is to be drawn from the mutual relationship love him my daughter for he is good for none is good save god only for if there be no doubt that the son is god and that god is good there is certainly no doubt that god the son is good love him i say 
he it is whom the father begat before the morning star as being eternal he brought him forth from the womb as the son he uttered him from his heart as the word he it is in whom the father is well pleased he is the arm of the father for he is creator of all and the wisdom of the father for he proceedeth from the mouth of god the power of the father because the fulness of the godhead dwelleth in him bodily and the father so loved him as to bear him in his bosom and place him at his right hand that you may learn his wisdom and know his power if then christ is the power of god was god ever without power was the father ever without the son if the father of a certainty always was of a certainty the son always was so he is the perfect son of a perfect father for he who derogates from the power derogates from him whose is the power the perfection of the godhead does not admit of inequality love then him whom the father loves honour him whom the father honours for he that honoureth not the son honoureth not the father and whoso denieth the son hath not the father so much as to the faith chapter two touching next upon the training of a virgin he speaks of moderation in food and drink and of restraint upon the impulses of the mind introducing some teaching upon the fable of the death and resurrection of hippolytos and advises the avoidance of certain meats but sometimes even when faith is to be relied upon youth is not trusted use wine therefore sparingly in order that the weakness of the body may not increase not for pleasurable excitement for each alike kindles a flame both wine and youth let fast also put a bridle on tender age and spare diet restrain the unsubdued appetites with a kind of rain let reason check hope subdue and fear curb them for he who knows not how to govern his desires like a man run away with by wild horses is overthrown bruised torn and injured and this is said to have happened to a youth for his love of diana but the fable is coloured with poets tales that neptune stirred with grief at his rival being preferred sent madness upon his horses whereby his great power might be set forth in that he overcame the youth not by strength but by fraud and from this event a yearly sacrifice is celebrated for diana when a horse is offered at her altar and they say that she was a virgin and of which even harlots would be ashamed yet could love one who did not love her but as far as i am concerned let the fables have authority for though each be a criminal it is yet a less evil that a youth should have been so enamoured of an adulteress as to perish than that two gods should as they relate contend for committing adultery and that jupiter avenged the grief of his daughter 
who played the harlot on the physician who cured the wound of him who had violated diana in the woods a most excellent huntress no doubt not of wild beast but of lust yet also of wild beast so that she was worshipped naked let them ascribe then to neptune the mastery over madness in order to fix on him the crime of unchaste love let them ascribe to diana the rule over the woods wherein she dwelt so as to establish the adultery which she practised let them ascribe to asclepios the restoration of the dead so long as they confess that when struck by lightning he himself escaped not let them also ascribe to jupiter the thunderbolts which he did not possess so that they witness to the disgrace with which he was laden and i think that one should sparingly eat all kinds of food which cause heat to the limbs for flesh drags down even eagles as they fly but within you let that bird of which we read thy youth shall be renewed like the eagles holding its course on high swift in its virgin flight be ignorant of the desire for unnecessary food the gathering of banquets and salutations must be avoided chapter three virgins are exhorted to avoid visits to observe modesty to be silent during the celebration of the mysteries after the example of mary then after narrating the story of a heathen youth and saying of a poet st ambrose relates a miracle wrought by a holy priest i will too that visits amongst the younger except such as may be due to parents and those of like age be few for modesty is worn away by intercourse and boldness breaks forth laughter creeps in and bashfulness is lessened whilst politeness is studied not to answer one who asks a question is childishness to answer is nonsense i should prefer therefore that conversation should rather be wanting to a virgin than abound for if women are bidden to keep silence in churches even about divine things and to ask their husbands at home what do we think should be the caution of virgins in whom modesty adorns their age and silence commends their modesty was it a small sign of modesty that when rebecca came to wed isaac and saw her bridegroom she took a veil that she might not be seen before they were united certainly the fair virgin feared not for her beauty but for her modesty what of rachel how she when jacob's kiss had been taken wept and groaned and would not have ceased weeping had she not known him to be a kinsman so she both observed what was due to modesty and omitted not kindly affection but if it is said to a man gaze not on a maid lest she cause thee to fall what is to be said to a consecrated virgin who if she loves sins in mind if she is loved in act also the virtue of silence especially in church is very great let no sentence of the divine lessons escape you if you give ear restrain your voice utter no word with your lips which you would wish to recall 
but let your boldness to speak be sparing for in truth in much speaking there is abundance of sin to the murderer it was said thou hast sinned be silent that he might not sin more but to the virgin it must be said be silent lest thou sin for mary as we read kept in heart all things that were said concerning her son and do you when any passage is read where christ is announced as about to come or is shown to have come not making noise by talking but attend is anything more unbecoming than the divine words should be so drowned by talking as not to be heard believed or made known that the sacraments should be indistinctly heard through the sound of voices that prayer should be hindered when offered for the salvation of all the gentiles pay respect to their idols by silence of which this instance is given as alexander the king of the macedonians was sacrificing the sleeve of a barbarian lad who was lighting the lamp for him caught fire and burnt his body yet he remained without moving and neither betrayed the pain by a groan nor showed his suffering by silent tears such was the discipline of reverence in a barbarian lad that nature was subdued yet he feared not the gods who were no gods but the king for why should he fear those who if the same fire had caught them would have burnt how much better still is it where a youth at his father's banquet is bidden not to betray by coarse gestures his unchaste loves and do you holy virgin abstain from groans cries coughing and laughter at the mystery can you not at the mystery do what he did at a banquet let virginity be first marked by the voice let modesty close the mouth let religion remove weakness and habit instruct nature let her gravity first announce a virgin to me a modest approach a sober gait a bashful countenance and let the march of virtue be preceded by the evidence of integrity that virgin is not sufficiently worthy of approval who has to be inquired about when she is seen there is common story how when the excessive croaking of frogs was resounding in the ears of the faithful people the priest of god bade them be silent and show reverence to the sacred words and then at once the noise was stilled shall then the marshes keep silence and not the frogs and shall irrational animals re-acknowledge by reverence what they know not by nature while the shamelessness of men is such that many care not to pay that respect to the religious feelings of their minds which they do to the pleasure of their ears chapter four having summed up the address of liberius st ambrose passes on to the virtues of his sister especially her fast which however he advises her to moderate to some extent and to exercise herself in other matters after the example which he adduces especially he recommends the lord's prayer and the repetition of psalms by night and the recitation of the creed before daylight 
after such a fashion did liberius of holy memory address you in words beyond the reality of practice in most cases but coming short of your performance who have not only attained to the whole of discipline by your virtue but have surpassed it in your zeal for we are bidden to practise fasting but only for single days but you multiplying nights and days pass untold periods without food and if ever requested to partake of some and to lay aside your book a little while you at once answer man doth not live by bread alone but by every word of god your very meals consisted but of what food came to hand so that fasting is to be preferred to eating what was repugnant your drink is from the spring your weeping and prayer combine your sleep is on your book these kings were suited to younger years whilst he was ripening with the gray hairs of age but when a virgin has gained the triumph over her subdued body she should lessen her toil that she may be preserved as teacher for a younger age the vine laden with the fruitful branches of full growth soon breaks unless it be from time to time kept back but whilst it is young let it grow rank and as it grows older be pruned so as not to grow into a forest of twigs or die deprived of life by its acceptive produce a good husbandman by tending the soil keeps the vine in excellent order protects it from cold and guards it from being parched by the midday sun and he works his land by turns or if he will not let it lie fallow he alternates his crops so that the fields may rest through change of produce do you too a veteran in virginity at least sow the fields of your breast with different seeds at one time with moderate sustenance at another with sparing fast with reading work and prayer that change of toil may be as a truce for rest the whole land does not produce the same harvest on one side vines grow on the hills on another you can see the purple olives elsewhere the scented roses and after leaving the plough the strong husbandman with his fingers scrapes the soil to plant the roots of flowers and with the rough hands wherewith he turns the bullocks striving amongst the vines he gently presses the udders of the sheep the land is the better the more numerous are its fruits so do you following the example of a good husbandman avoid cleaving your soil with perpetual fastings as if with deep ploughings let the rose of modesty bloom in your garden and the lily of the mind and let the violet beds drink from the source of sacred blood there is a common saying what you wish to perform abundantly sometimes do not do at all there ought to be something to add to the days of lent but so that nothing be done for the sake of ostentation but of religion frequent prayer also commends us to god for if the prophet says seven times a day have i praised thee though he was busy with the affairs of a kingdom what ought we to do who read watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation 
certainly our customary prayers ought to be said with giving of thanks when we rise from sleep when we go forth when we prepare to receive food after receiving it and at the hour of incense when at last we are going to rest and again in your bedchamber itself i would have you join psalms in frequent interchange with the lord's prayer whether when you wake up or before sleep bedews your body so that at the very commencement of rest sleep may find you free from the care of worldly matters meditating upon the things of god and indeed he who first found out the name of philosophy itself every day before he went to rest had the flute-player play softer melodies to soothe his mind disturbed by worldly cares but he like a man washing tiles fruitlessly desired to drive away worldly things by worldly means for he was indeed rather besmearing himself with fresh mud in seeking a reward from pleasure but let us having wiped off the filth of earthly vices purify our utmost souls from every defilement of the flesh we ought also specially to repeat the creed as a seal upon our hearts daily before light and to recur to it in thought whenever we are in fear of anything for when is the soldier in his tent or the warrior in battle without his military oath end of book three chapter four